If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly... It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. I'm Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And man, I am so excited. I just can't hide it. Why? Because the Pittsburgh Steelers are in camp and we are getting so much closer to fine. Yes, we're getting closer to real games. Today is August 1st. What's happening on September 11th? Well, 40 days from now, if I do the math correctly, we are looking at the opener in Cincinnati. Oh, I'm feeling good as the Steelers are preparing for the regular season, putting on pads today as well. And at Behind the Steel Curtain, that's what we're doing. We're preparing you for the regular season. If you are a fan of reading content about your black and gold, well, this is the place to do it. So many articles, if it's breaking news, if it's a contract signing, if it's, you know, if it's just commentary or if it's a vertex, you know, film room study, we have the experts that go ahead and take a look at all of this stuff and present it to you. It is not just your one-stop shop as Dave Schofield and Jeff Hartman like to call it. It is your non-stop shop as I like to call it. And speaking of non-stop, anytime you want to listen about the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the audio side, eh, it's here. It can be on YouTube or Facebook where you can see those shows or the audio-only shows like this one, Bad Language, like this morning, a fantastic episode of, yep, 
Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman, our flagship morning show. Later on today, you are going to get an episode of, it's called The Hangover. What are we hungover from? Well, we're hungover from still the off season, getting ready to get into it. So Tony Defio, Shannon White, and myself, we talk about that. Tomorrow, it's the cutting room floor. If you missed some great shows over the weekend, go back and listen to We Run the North with Kevin Tate and company. Go ahead and check out Touchdown Under with Mark Davison and Matt Peverell. And don't be afraid to take a listen to the Q&A. Tony Defio was on that with Jeffrey Benedict. And Jeffrey Benedict's back tomorrow as well with another episode of The Cutting Room Floor. If you want fantasy football, tomorrow is a great show. The Fix at this time tomorrow with Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbar. But the thing we want to talk about is the last week the Steelers have been in camp. Yes, pads are about to go on and rhetoric is already flowing. The storylines are, my gosh, the storylines are intense already. Now, it's kind of been a kumbaya situation. Everybody's been happy. There hasn't been problems as of yet, but are they brewing? Yes. But the bottom line to the whole thing, and this is going to be what we're going to be talking about on the show, is you can't base the start of the season and the entire preseason on what has gone down in the first couple of days. Let me explain. First and foremost, it's the quarterback situation. What's going on at Signal Caller? Well, Chase Claypool came out and said, Wow, Mason Rudolph is really bringing it. Mason Rudolph could be a starter for this team. That would disappoint a lot of people because Mason Rudolph was passed up, basically. He's a leftover. But don't tell that to Mason Rudolph. For every one of you that says that Mason Rudolph can't handle it, can't be the quarterback, even me, I've I've said stuff like that, that, you know, He's had his opportunities, and maybe it's just not his place in Pittsburgh. But you can't discount the heart that beats in the chest of number two for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He wants it, just like the other guys want it. Just like the 20th overall draft pick, Kenny Pickett, wants it. Just like former number two overall draft pick, Mitch Trubisky, wants it. They all want it. It's who wins it. But if somebody's going to be a front runner, from the very start, it's got to be Mason Rudolph just for the fact that he's been in the system for a long time. Now, I know the system's changed, but he's been in Pittsburgh, so he's comfortable here. The other guys coming in, Chris Oladukin as well, they have to adjust to being in Pittsburgh. Well, Kenny Pickett doesn't really because he's been in Pittsburgh, but just not with the Steelers. He's played in the stadium. He's been in the facilities. He's been there with the Pitt Panthers. I get that. But Mason Rudolph is going to have an edge to start. Doesn't mean he's the front runner to win the whole thing. It just means that he is going to be more polished in Pittsburgh to start. Doesn't mean that he's going to be the starting quarterback. This whole thing is earned throughout time. People are freaking out already. Media, fans, Commenters, callers, yeah, they're going crazy. And you know why they're going crazy? Because, you know what, bad? The Steelers wasted the, the, first, the first pick. 
they wasted the 20th overall pick. If they would have known that Mason was going to be the starter, they didn't have to draft Kenny Pickett because he obviously doesn't have it. We were hoping he did, but he doesn't. No, they didn't waste him. Kenny Pickett was not brought in to be the savior right away. That's what you're hearing from a lot of people, and that's true. Kenny Pickett was not brought in for 2022. Kenny Pickett was brought into the Pittsburgh Steelers for beyond. And that's the most important thing to think about here. He is here to be groomed. Guys like Josh Allen might have started a little earlier than you would have thought. Guys like, well, guys like Patrick Mahomes didn't. They sat for an entire year. And then they're Super Bowl MVPs. They're MVPs of the league. They're on the cover of Madden. And why I'm bringing that up is, you know, quarterbacks aren't supposed to just be plug and play. Other positions, yeah, running backs, Najee Harris. Everybody knew Najee Harris was plug and play. You don't sit a running back. If you get a rookie running back and you think he's your future, he starts right away because their shelf life is awful. You know, once you crack that seal, they're done. A quarterback you could put in the fridge for a while. Quarterback's not going to spoil if they're good. In fact, they're going to get better with age. So that's okay. Kenny Pickett comes in at age 24 already, which is good. He's mature, but he's been struggling a bit is what people are saying. You know, he's been throwing in the wet. He's a little slow. When I'm saying slow, he's, he's just acclimating. This is a faster game than it was in college. I don't care if you play in the East West shrine game. I don't, care if you play in the pizza hut classic or whatever they're calling these things these days the senior bowl i I forget who's even sponsoring the senior bowl it doesn't matter when you get to this level they're faster but these faster players had to acclimate too so players acclimate they don't just stop unless they don't have it and you don't do due diligence on a quarterback like Kenny Pickett without thinking that he doesn't have that he doesn't have it. You know he has it, but you've got to give it time. For those worried about Mason Rudolph, you know, seizing the day, if he does and he's fantastic and he's Super Bowl MVP, is that likely? I don't I don't think. But what if he is? Then you win. And you don't worry about the other stuff. Bringing in Mitch Trubisky, I still think was tremendous. You didn't know you were going to get Pickett at the time. You might have thought, hey, we're still taking quarterback. But a two-year deal for Mitch Trubisky, and we've talked about this a lot, that eases the transition. That makes everything so much better for this team where they have somebody in there that could handle the pressure. Now, you can say bad. He, he wasn't good. You know, this guy wasn't good in Chicago. He wasn't bad. He played for a crappy team. Chicago is where dreams go to die, even though I think it's an awesome city. But Chicago football, bah, you go to Soldier Field or whatever it is these days, things aren't good. That is not a 
quality football team. Every once in a blue moon, it seems like every 20 years or so, they're decent. 85, they won it all. 2006, they almost won it all. So I'm looking in 2025, 26, somewhere like that, and maybe they'll be good. But the way it looks now, no. Doesn't look like it's going to be like that now. But players are the product of the system sometimes. We saw it with Ryan Tannehill. We saw it with a number of guys over the years that were bad in one place and good in another. Pittsburgh is set up for you to be good in that location. They have the culture. They have great coaches. They have a good system that we think is in place that fits these guys. Mitch Trubisky is not a statue. Mitch Trubisky fits this system so much more than a Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger did because he was aging. A young Ben would have thrived in this system. We know that. And this isn't ageism. It's just it's the fact that, you know, he can't, you, if you're not mobile in this league these days, you're not going to be able to get it done as much. And kudos to Ben for staying alive the last couple of years. He didn't miss a lot of games. Now you could say bad. Yeah, he, he missed the entire 2019 season almost. Yeah, but that wasn't because of a hit. Really, that was because that arm was going bad. That elbow was was going bad. He was dealing with that for a long time. But he was not taken out like he was in earlier years. He had that quick release and and the offense because of stalled because of that, because he was trying to stay alive. And I get all that. But if you are judging the entire season right now, based on the fact that Mason Rudolph is outplaying everybody from the start, and the fact that Chase Claybull's coming out and saying, hey, this guy is tremendous, and media's saying that, then you're not, Looking at the big picture, you're not over, you are overreacting. Because here's here's a couple of things that you need to do with Mason Rudolph. You need to pump him up for a few reasons. One, to make him believe that he can do all this. I think Mason needs to believe it. I think he does now. And if Mason ends up being the right guy and could lead them to a championship, that's fine. You don't worry about anything else. You just hoist it and you're happy, and that's your guy. And then you worry about everything else a little bit later. But you take that Lombardi, and you don't give it back. Once again, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's why they need to pump him up. They need to give him as much attention as the other quarterbacks in the system. Because the bottom line is, whoever plays the best is going to be the best fit for this franchise right now and if it's mason late better late than never right but here's the other thing you are not going to bust on a guy and say well i just don't think he has it that's why we brought these other guys in no you pump him up you even promote him because what's to say you're not trying to trade the guy what's not to say that Jacksonville doesn't lose their quarterback 
in week one like they did a couple of years ago and spent a fifth rounder on Josh Dobbs. If Josh Dobbs gets a fifth rounder, you can at least get a fourth out of Mason Rudolph if he's playing lights out in the preseason. But I don't even think that they're intending to trade Mason Rudolph. But you don't have that proverbial redheaded stepchild. I have a redheaded daughter, so I'm allowed to say that, I guess. But you don't have that in the pros. You're not forcing them out. You're taking what you have and you're making your situation better by making sure that they're playing well. So if you think that the Steelers wasted money on Mitch Trubisky, they didn't. Give him time to acclimate. When he throws two incompletions on his first two passes and fans are yelling for Kenny Pickett, come on, that's not giving a guy a chance. And when you're gripping because Kenny Two Gloves in the rain throws an interception because he's being rushed, you're not giving him a chance to realize his potential. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. That's what the preseason is. So they've got 40 days to get this right. But they can't decide it in just a couple of days. And they're not going to. That's just bad business. Speaking of bad business, we are going to be back right after this as we take care of some business with a commercial. And we will talk more about the Steelers getting started in preseason, jumping the gun on some things, and the wide receiver situation. Lots of money being thrown about. Is it going to be thrown DJ18's way? We will see on the latest edition of Bad Language right after this from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ain't the worst looking man you've ever seen. Welcome back to Bad Language on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Yes, my name is Brian Anthony Davis, hence the name Bad Language. No, I'm not cussing on the show. I don't need to go blue. I really don't. I don't even know why they call it blue. That's one of those old man words that uh, I'm embracing and nobody knows what I'm talking about. I've got to stop that stuff. I was watching an episode of Big Bang Theory and William Shatner was on and Penny said to him, I love your old man words because he used the word moxie, which I thought was hilarious. But nonetheless, not going blue. Bad language is just me talking about the Steelers in my own particular fashion. And I thank you so much for joining me because I can't do these shows without you. BTSC can't do any of these shows without you. So 
once again, make sure you check out all the shows on the BTSC network. We had a new show debut over the weekend. You heard him here a couple weeks ago. Daniel J has the state of the Steelers. We welcome him to BTSC. He'll be here the rest of the preseason and into the regular season and beyond. So definitely, if you have not heard that show, go back and give it a listen. Really good stuff from BTSC, as we will have 22 original shows every single week in the season, in the regular season. So get ready for that. You should be up to date and know everything about the Steelers just by subscribing to BTSC, just by looking for BTSC anywhere you find your favorite podcast to download. So do all that. Now, here's something that's going on, and we've been seeing it a lot lately. I'm going to throw out some names here. Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, now DJ Metcalf. They're getting buku bucks. They're wide receivers, and they're getting lots of money. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have a statistical leader in wide receivers and Deontay Johnson that I don't know if he gets the respect that he actually commands in Pittsburgh. Now, I'd love to know what the rest of the league and the media outside of the 412 and the 724 think about one Deontay Johnson. Because if you look at the numbers, I mean, he is phenomenal. But those key drops in different places turn a lot of people off. But we do that. We overreact, especially when they happen in big spots. My gosh, Juju Smith-Schuster was labeled a fumbler because he had basically two fumbles in crucial situations. And he probably only had three his career in Pittsburgh. I mean, the guy did not put the ball on the ground. No, he didn't. But those mistakes do stick. But you know what you've seen the last couple of years that Juju Smith-Schuster was not the receiver that Deontay Johnson was the last couple of years. Deontay Johnson basically took the wide receiver one mantle. And he's been really good for this team. My gosh, where are they without Deontay Johnson the last couple of years? But we don't think about that. Deontay Johnson was the third round pick that came in the Antonio Brown trade. He might have been doomed from the start because he wasn't Antonio Brown. And then he has a mistake or two and, and it costs the team. And we don't forget that, but mistakes happen. In your job, you make mistakes. You are not 100% productive all the time. But nobody's putting you on their fantasy office team. Nobody's putting you on their fantasy server team. Nobody's putting you on their fantasy executive team. But that's what we do here. Nobody is betting money. Nobody is pinning their hopes and dreams, except for your, your family, your families and your employees. If you're an executive, you know, they're pinning their hopes and dreams on your performance. But look, you've all these strangers 
buying your jersey, watching you watching the team, and blaming you when things go wrong. And now it's it's become Deontay Johnson as the guy that is not worth the money. And I put quotations around that. I have air quotes, but you can't see me do it. How is he not worth the money? Now, I have gone on record saying that I don't know if the Steelers could pay 20 plus million dollars to Deontay Johnson without sacrificing other things on this team. And one of the reasons that they probably can't is you have other star potential receivers on this team. And Pittsburgh has been a wide receiver factory the last, for a long time. I don't even, I can't even put a number of years on it, just for a long time. They've been a wide receiver factory. So they feel they could let a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster go because they have a Deontay Johnson and a Chase Claypool. Then they might feel that they could let a James Washington go because they're going to draft a guy like George Pickens and a guy like Calvin Austin III. They keep restocking that cupboard. And, you know, I just caution you not to not to go out and get too excited about Mason Rudolph or get too discouraged on the other quarterbacks because it's early. But we've already crowned George Pickens as Rookie of the Year. Chase Claypool's doing it. A lot of us are doing it. Oh my gosh, I went on another show and I said, hey, George Pickens very well could be Rookie of the Year. I thought that before he did anything on the practice field. I think he's amazing. I think Kelvin Austin third with that 61 yarder the other day. I think he's tremendous. But the things that you've got to look at is they hit that rookie wall. Chase Claypool had, had 11 touchdowns his rookie year, but he hit a wall. He really did towards the end of it. And guys hit that wall. I mean, this is a lot longer than what you play in college. Now, George Pickens, for a team like Georgia, yeah, he might be playing 14, 15 games a year. In Memphis, with Calvin Austin third, no, they're not. But because these guys are playing well and they have potential, that P word that Jeff Hartman doesn't like, because of this all, what are you looking at? You're looking at the fact that you have alternatives. If you lose a player or if he his play prices him off of your team, like I think DJ 18 is doing, then you have that luxury to go ahead and bring the next man up. This is a next man up team. They say it because of injuries, but it's also because of personnel and the modern day of football. You don't draft... Lynn Swan and John Stallworth in the same year and expect them to be around for 10 plus. Almost 15 in the case of John Stallworth. You know, that doesn't happen anymore for any team. And the way the league's going right now, it's it's funny. You never thought you'd see Tyreek Hill leave the Kansas City Chiefs. Basically, one day he says he wants to go and next thing you know, he's traded. I know it's a lot more of a chasm in time than I'm saying, but it seems like things are going fast. 
Now, Debo Samuel just got the money. Overnight, he just got the money. So that's making a guy like Deontay Johnson say, well, I should get my money. Deontay Johnson's not Debo Samuel, but you can't tell Deontay Johnson that. You can't. Deontay Johnson's got to tell himself, man, I'm better than all of these people and play with that chip on the shoulder. But we have a new trend and we've seen it. We saw it last year with TJ Watt. The hold in, which I hate. I hate this hold in thing. You show up, but are you in football shape? You're in shape, but are you mentally in football shape? You need to be on the field with, with your fellow players and especially a receiver with a new quarterback. Yeah. You need to, you need to be in tune with them. So this is going to hurt Deontay Johnson and the Steelers so much more, but I just don't think it's fiscally something that they can do. I don't think it's something fiscally they're willing to do. I think they're willing to play modern NFL football and just say, hey, you were great, and we appreciate you. You're good for our team, but we can't keep you. It's not a disrespect thing. It's a business thing. When I talked to another Debo, when I talked to James Harrison last year, he said, I have no ill will against the Pittsburgh Steelers. None whatsoever. They've got to, I've got to feed my family. They've got to take care of their organization. This is a business decision and now it's over. I mean, now I'm, I'm good with the organization. At the time I wasn't happy, but I mean, we have to protect our own interests. And, you know, that's what we have to do with everything. That's what we do when we make our decisions. You know, so that's just something to think about too. Is DJ worth the money? A lot of you say bad. No, he's not worth the money. Well, how do you know? Don't go all Cinderella here. Don't go, don't know what you got till it's gone. But I just don't think fiscally the Steelers can do it right now. I know they've got money underneath the cap, but they just paid money to Minka Fitzpatrick. There's other guys that they are going to need to pay. And they have wide receivers coming through this organization. My gosh, a guy that's pretty darn good is not going to make this team. You've got potentially a number five guy in Anthony Miller, who I think is tremendous. You've got Miles Boykin on this team. I know he's, we're talking cast-offs from other teams. But they could really do some good things here. So I think the Steelers don't get killed by losing a guy like DJ. But I think what what happens is they don't reach their fullest potential without a Deontay Johnson. But don't ever say a guy's not worth the money. You can't say that. Because, first of all, those of you saying that, well, I don't know who DJ thinks he is for, for thinking he's worth all that money. He just isn't. He's got to realize he's not. No, you don't realize that. You keep, you keep pushing for that payday. You keep striving for glory. That's what you need to do. as a competitor in this world. So, you know, there's things that can happen. 
they could franchise tag him next year. This doesn't mean that it's his last year. The guy's going to get paid. It might not be with the Steelers, but if it's not, that doesn't mean that this has to be a war. Sometimes things just don't work and you shake hands or you hug and you say, okay, well, good luck down the line. That's what happened with Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave doesn't hate the Steelers. The Steelers don't hate Javon Hargrave. He's a pro bowler in Philly now. They would have loved to have kept him, but they couldn't. I think they would have loved to have kept Bud Dupree. They couldn't. So just keep that in mind that as this goes and DJ holds in, it's not really helping the team. And people are saying, well, with these deals, he's got to realize he's not going to get those that deal. I think you help yourself more by playing. And I think teams look at that. I think your own team looks at that too. TJ Watt was a completely different situation. But what's going on the first week of the season doesn't mean it's going on the first, excuse me, the first week of the preseason doesn't mean that it's going to be going on the last week of the preseason. This might linger all the way up till September 11th. But DJ's seen it. He knows that you can't hold out for too long or hold in for too long. So it's going to be interesting. And these young players listen to agents that don't have their best interest at heart. They have their 10% at heart. But teams have their best interest at heart. Sometimes not the players. The Steelers have the players' interest probably a little bit better than most, but they still have to have their own interest. Hence, Ben Roethlisberger not playing another year. Hence, Heinz Ward and Troy Polamalu retiring when they did because the Steelers dictated that. Ultimately, it ends up being the team. But again, what's going on the first week of the preseason doesn't mean that that's what's the storyline for 2022 is going to be. You have to take the time to shake things out and figure it out, and that's what they're doing. So, it's not gospel time yet. In September, that's when you know the shape of your team, pretty much. And it still changes after that. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you for joining me on Bad Language, another episode. We're going to have another one next week. And remember, you can say what you want. I'm going to say what I want. And neither of us should be apologizing for anything. Mm -hmm.